Welcome to I Hate Sand, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Aaron. I'm Reagan. We're just three lifelong friends sitting around a table talking about hot Star Wars topics. We recognize that Star Wars means a lot of different things for a lot of different people, and we may disagree on the specificities, but at the end of the day, we all love Star Wars. Let's dive right in. What's up, everybody? I cannot express my excitement enough with the guests that we have today. Please, everybody, welcome Nick Stanner, stuntman from The Mandalorian. Hey, Nick. What's up, Nick? Going welcome on to the podcast. Hey, how are you guys? Everybody, all right? We're doing good, all good. right. We're doing our best. Good, 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 good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I guess for a lot of people who don't know your background, Nick has been in Ozark, Black Panther, Stranger Things, Mandalorian, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Venom, and one of my personal favorites, The Mist, which is an older movie. I don't know if a lot of people know it. Wow. But um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how many things you'd been in. Yeah, I mean, me either. It's kind of like you guys know my resume better than I do at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's so many on IMDb. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, there's a lot that aren't on IMDb also. Oh, I, I believe it. So I want to talk about your other stuff that's not Star Wars related before we get into the Star Wars stuff. Right. So one of my favorite shows is Ozark. Uh-huh. It's probably my top three favorite shows of all time. Same. Um, yeah. What stunt did you do on that show? Uh, so season one, it was when uh, the mom was doing drugs in the house with the guy. And she's like in there getting all smacked out, and the guy, the cop guy, comes in and catches her and kicks a dude and beats him up and all that. Well, I doubled the the junkie guy that was getting his mom all smacked out. <laughs> nice, <laughs> awesome. that's hilarious. Yeah, and I've done I, I've done a couple other small things on there as well, just uh, ND things with this water safety with it, you know, with some of the boats and keeping people that are near water safe or whatever, just little ND contracts that are all, all fall underneath the stunt department. That's awesome. Did you ever get to work with Jason Bateman at any point during that? Yeah, I got to do at least two episodes with Jason Bateman. And actually is uh, when I lived in Los Angeles back, I mean, I lived there from 2006 until 2013 and i worked at a at a martial arts school there on lancashire magnolia called xma extreme martial arts and i actually taught jason bateman's son and daughter huh. he would bring them um to to there and we would they were you know schools uh, students with us and all that so i got to actually meet those guys as well as work with them on the show but i got to to meet them you know outside of the, the workplace as well which was very yeah, cool that really so, cool yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we have a list of questions that we're going to go through here. Uh, you guys want to ask any? All right. Uh, yeah, I saw that you won um, an award for your stunts in Black Panther, the outstanding action performance by stunt mm -hmm. ensemble on a motion picture. What was that stunt? Mm -hmm. What was it like winning that award? Well, I mean, I was a part of the team, so I didn't necessarily get to go win the award individually or anything like that. I I got a nice little thing that I put on my wall. I framed up there, and it you know has nice. the the nominations and stuff for it. Um, that's the second time I had been nominated for a Taurus Award, actually. But that one was for the uh, the scene that I did in Black Panther was during the uh, South Korean casino scene, and 
Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, and all those guys are in the the casino. And yeah. if you notice, there's one scene in there where where you see me walking with the silver briefcase that they have to get, and oh, you hear yeah, Chadwick yeah, Boseman yeah. say, "Hey, what about Grease Lightning over there?" And it's me with my hair all slicked back. <laughs> and then you know we're in that whole scene of all of us getting destroyed by Chadwick Boseman in the in the, in the casino scene. So that was for that one. Um, yeah, the other Taurus award I got was for a movie. It's a little bit more of a cult classic from back in the day called Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah. And I got a, a hardest hit award. Yeah, I got a hardest hit award for being the guy that had to stand in the middle of the street and get hit by the car and oh, thrown up all the way over the top <laughs> after he runs out of the gas station. So that was the one that I'm, I would think I'm most proud of because that was more of an individual stunt, whereas Black Panther was, I mean, it was a group effort. It was everybody right. that was there. Yeah. So. You know, there's not not any one of us that won that award. We kind of all won that award. So yeah, that's really cool. Though. What's the difference between a stunt coordinator and a stunt man? The the stunt coordinator is the, the the boss. He's the guy that's you know doesn't have to do anything. He's always behind the camera telling all the stunt guys what to do or stunt grunts as we like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> you know the he's he's the guy he's the guy running the show and making all the hires and doing making sure all the right people are in the right spot. Whereas the, the stunt man is the guy that's out there falling off the buildings, being lit on fire, doing all yeah. the, the talent side of it. Yeah, so. Sure. so what is it that kind of got you started as a stunt man in the industry? So first of all, I guess I, I grew up doing gymnastics. My mom and dad owned a gymnastics club back in Omaha, Nebraska. So that was my babysitter. I, from growing up till as long as I could remember all the way through college, almost I was doing gymnastics and, uh, in eighth grade, I remember we were watching a movie in the living room with the parents, and I remember just kind of pointing at the TV and being like, well, that's what I want to do. And my dad's like, oh, you want to be an actor? And I said, no, 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 I want to do the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh, you want to, he goes, you want to be a stunt guy? And I was like, yeah, I want to, you know, jump off the buildings and jump around and do all this, you know, had to be a chase scene or something. Right. I, I feel like it might have been a Terminator movie or something like that that we were watching. You know, something that was kind of action-y back yeah. in the... In the late 80s i hate to age myself on this <laughs> one, but yeah um, <laughs> um but when i when when my mom kind of heard that you know time went by and all that and i went through gymnastics at college and everything uh-huh. like that and got to the point where i was like okay it's time to you know either move to another apartment and figure out a, a, a life here in lincoln nebraska where i went to college at university of nebraska mm-hmm. or uh go out and do something and i told my mom i was like yeah i'm I'm looking for another place to live. I'm trying to find another apartment, whatever. And she was like, I thought you said you wanted to try to move to Florida and figure out the stuntman thing. And the only reason Florida ever came about was because when I was at Disney, I remember seeing the Indiana Jones stunt Uh show. That show that's at Disney at MGM Studios or now Hollywood Studios, whatever they call it. Um, So when I heard my mom kind of say that, I was like, well, damn, I got to go. So I, you know was bartending and when working as the assistant manager of a bar in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I put out my tip jar saying, moving to Florida, you know, anything helps. All my regulars threw me a bunch of money and I took off and went down to Florida and I ended up getting a job working at the Indiana Jones stunt show and doing the Sinbad stunt show and the Lion King stunt show as one of the tumble monkeys. And I pretty much got to do all of the, anything that would be considered a stunt or a performance or, uh, athletic performance stunt, I guess, mm-hmm. at the show. Um, and Indiana Jones is the one that actually introduced me into film. And I met, you know, a lot of people. I met uh, Tim Allen, stunt double, working at Indiana nice. Jones wow. show. Todd Warren, great people. You know, just so many, so many people that were doing amazing things and doing exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And and then through that, I met the right people, and it put me into stunts. And 
Yeah, I mean, it was a, the, the right move. And if my mom hadn't said, hey, go do it, I don't know if I would have. Yeah. Know? So yeah. it's really cool to have that. What's the most dangerous stunt you've ever done? Oh, so, I mean, I guess it would say it would go back to the ones that sit on my mind are that that movie Death Sentence where I had to stand in the street and get hit by a car. The one that I got nominated for that hardest hit mm-hmm. award. That one, I mean, just even watching it is just one of those you just cringe when you see it. You're just like, oh, man, that was pretty hairy and and uh, even on the day it was pretty hairy i know they had they had two cars and four windshields ready to go through that so <laughs> they're like all right if we don't get it on the first one we're gonna you know swap out the windshield on that one get the second car lined up we're gonna go again and luckily luckily we we got it on the first take and the, you know the director was yeah the director was super impressed it was uh the guy that directed the saw movies james wan james uh-huh. wan yeah okay yeah, and he was—he saw me. He saw the car hit, and he goes, "Nope, we got it. We're good." So luckily, the other cars and everything got to go away, and that you. was great. Um, other than that, I would say it's probably uh, fire burns. Um, there's some burns that I've done that are, you know, I mean, fire can get away from you pretty quick, and if it does, it's it leaves marks. So, um, but you always try to push the limit and try to get you know the biggest, baddest burn you can get out of it. I guess that's the adrenaline yeah. junkie in me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are those are the ones I guess that kind of. You kind of make make you know the rear end pucker a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the first big movie you ever did a stunt on that most people would know? First movie I ever did was uh, The Reaping with Hilary Swank. Mm-hmm. That was you know not not really a big stunt. It was you know they gave me a, a chance to go do something, and then I, I think my second movie coming up in there was uh, The Mist, Stephen King's The Mist, where I was doubling Chris Owen, The Shermanator. <laughs> So I I was his double for that whole movie of him smashing his head and getting pulled out by the octopus and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So, um, and those were that. And then I think the third movie that came from there was uh, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo. I'm sorry, Death Sentence and then Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo yeah. Bay, which both, ironically enough, were car hits. <laughs> so I guess that was that motion of time where they were like, this guy's good at this. Let's keep him going. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> Have you ever actually gotten like hurt doing a stunt? Has anything gone wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I, was, I like to always say. You almost always get hurt. Hopefully, you never get injured. Yeah, right. Um, bumps and bruises and stuff are inevitable. I've definitely walked off set swollen and lumped up and, yeah. you know, try, try not to limp in front of the directors and wait till you get around the corner and then just let it all <laughs> loose. <laughs> you know, Don't try not to cry. Place. But, um, yeah, well, I, that's just the yeah. That was the younger side of me. Nowadays, as I'm getting a little older, I've been in the business now for 20 years. So now, if I get hurt, I'm like, hey guys, I'm 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 not feeling good over here. <laughs> get around in in a hurry. I have no problem with trying to suck that up anymore. Um, but now, there's never been. Luckily, I've always worked with really really good stunt coordinators who. If they if, if anything looks wrong or if anything feels weird or, it, you know, they trust me, if I feel like, you know, I say, hey, I, I don't feel good about this and I don't feel like it's something we should do. They're going to find an alternate route to make sure that everything is safe and everybody feels comfortable. And and yeah, I lo- I've been very blessed in my in my time on this in this business because I've got a lot of friends that that haven't made it near as far as me. Yeah. Um, I've watched, you know, some people get into the business and they're already gone. And it's wow. You know, it's super unfortunate, but, you know, I got to just have peace of knowing that they they loved what they did. <laughs> Whenever I was, this was in the end of high school, my senior year, um, I had been involved with theater and acting for a long time, and I considered doing acting. 
And I've mm-hmm. heard of the nightmares of finding work and always working in a restaurant for many years until you finally get your big break. And mm-hmm. luckily, I realized that early on before I got involved. And I got auditions for the two best schools here in Texas. And um, I didn't make either of them. And so I was like, I don't know if I can deal with this rejection for the rest of my life. So yeah. I never did go back into that. But I definitely miss acting for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, rejection is one of those things you got to deal with. Like, I, I just flew to L.A. for an audition that I definitely didn't book. They're, they're shooting it, I think, today or tomorrow. So. Uh, I'm not, I'm not there, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I have like just a fun trivia question or like, not really trivia, but just fun question. Let's say you're in a movie and you, ha- as a stuntman, you have like a one-on-one fight with somebody. If you could fight one celebrity actor, who would you want that celebrity actor to be? If I could fight one celebrity actor, I mean, I guess there would be two. Um, and it's just for the whole thing. So, I mean, the first one would be, of course, Jackie Chan, just to be yeah, able to say, yeah. yes, hey, I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just that's just status. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one that I that I got to work with, but I never got to do anything with, was uh, Eco Uias. Okay. Um, yeah, the guy, he's just, he, he's an amazing Indonesian guy. And just is, is amazing. But I got to do a couple movies with him, um, Stuber and... Um, the Mark Wahlberg one that um, something mile, but Eco Uias, yeah, he did like like the Raid Redemption type stuff yeah. and all that. He's just amazing. It's a status thing, you know, to be able to just say, "Hey, I did it with one of those guys" or something For sure. like that. Right. That would be really that would just be amazing to me. All right, so let's talk about probably your biggest resume highlight for the, us. For us, yeah, <laughs> maybe not for oh, you, but for or, us. Uh, maybe in recent history. Uh, the Mandalorian. So how did you get hired for the Mandalorian? Back to the story about when I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved from Nebraska to Florida, the very first job that I ever got acrobatic wise, well, minus my first job was a bartender at Zuma Beach in downtown Orlando. But, and then after about two months of that, I, I auditioned and got into a company called G-Force Entertainment, which was like breakdancing and martial arts in the park, you know, we'd break out the linoleum and do it. So when at Universal Studio, we did that at Universal Studios and then we opened up Islands of Adventure. During that time, I was working with one of the guys in the show whose name is Ryan Watson. And Ryan Watson is the stunt coordinator for The Mandalorian now. Oh, cool. So from Nebraska, he was one of the very first people I met moving to Florida getting into this business or even saying, Hey, I'm just a gymnast and I want to be a stunt guy. (laughs) And now 20 years later, here we are working on the Mandalorian together with Mm -hmm. him calling me up and saying, Hey, I got this cool job. Come play. And I was like, that's, that's amazing. It's nothing, nothing better than working with your friends. Yeah, totally. I think that's kind of what the film business is. Everybody's just kind of working Mm -hmm. with their friends. It's all relationships. It's really hard to just be Sweden sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just got to play that neutral that neutral card most of the time. But So what characters did you play in The Mandalorian? Oh, I mean, I played, I think, one of everything, I could almost say. I'm not exactly sure of that, but I feel like I could say one of everything. I died, I died 32 times in the first eight episodes. <laughs> so, like, we're just recycled. I mean, a lot of times it's Stormtroopers because, right. you know, it's they just... Die a lot nondescript you yep you shoot me in one spot you can put me on the next wall and nobody realizes it's something right. different yeah. so beauty of helmets you know each one of those yeah you know, i think you know within our stunt team we have about seven people you know between five and seven people on 
on the action actual action team that day depending on you know if there's no special doubles or anything if it's just stormtrooper action so anytime you see the action it's rotated between the seven of us mm-hmm. a, a good example i guess would be in the very first episode of season one um at the end when you see mando jump on the gun and he spins it in a 360 and he shoots everybody off the yeah. roofs and and you know kind of destroys everybody in the area everybody that falls off of a roof anytime somebody gets shot off of a roof it's always me because I'm, <laughs> I'm the gymnast of the crew so i'm the one that does all the falls you yeah. know especially if it gets anything or anything over 25 feet or whatever I'm, I'm always the guy that falls nice. um so in that first circle of the gun i think I, I died four times three or four times falling off roofs in there and then when the ig you know shoots above him as they're walking through i'm the guy that falls behind them as well oh yeah um, so there's <laughs> at least four within the you know a 15 second period and then you know, multi- <laughs> I can't wait to rewatch that. Yeah, scene. I mean, yeah. and then multiply that into you know when he's trying to get you know Baby Yoda out of the medical facility mm-hmm. that he's getting scanned in or whatever. As he's shooting stormtroopers on the way up to the room, I'm you know in that group of stormtroopers, and then when the door opens, the first stormtrooper to get shot is me again. So it's like wow, you're everywhere. you know just multiple times all the way throughout. And as long as they're as long as they're putting masks and stuff on us, we're just you know put into the next spot, put into the next spot, put into the next spot. Did you ever get to put on the Mandalorian's armor and uh, do his stunts? I never did get to do stunts for the Mandalorian. I was a Mandalorian okay. in this third episode. Yeah, so in that third episode, I was the I was the one Mandalorian that was flying around uh, on wires and jetpacks as they're all coming oh, yeah. up and over That's and clearing cool. out the city to save him. There was only one of us on wires, and that was me. Um, everything else they, they, you know, superimposed and put right. in and, you know, copied and pasted and did all the, you know, body movements or whatever they wanted to do to create multiple. But, you know, all they had on wires was me flying up and landing on top, which ironically, I was also the one in the mask as Mando was laying in the, the cart protecting the baby. Uh-huh. I'm the one that was sneaking up trying to steal the baby and he kicks the barrel into and shoots him. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then shortly after I fly over to <laughs> save the day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I did get to I did get to be a Mandalorian. I did I did get to try on all of the an audition I guess for uh, body movements for Mando. Oh, cool! Because they originally felt like they were going to need another person to fill in some of the body movement stuff with you know multiple units going and trying to get as much as they were to get shot. They just needed mm-hmm. to get you know some shots of people's feet or stuff walking or whatever. So. You know, they had offered me that spot to throw on the Mandalorian armor and be one of those guys, but I turned it down because it was going to take away, take me out of the stunt world and put me more into like this body double world, right. which isn't really, that's not really where I stand. You know, I'm, I love the character and all that, and I love it, but I, I love what I do as a stunt guy more than I love just standing around on set. <laughs> yeah, sure. totally. It seems like falling off roofs would be a lot more exciting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, of all the characters that you played, did you take any of the props for your own? Uh, no, you know what? I, I didn't end up with anything from the show. I mean, that was... I was going to offer you money for something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me, don't get me wrong. By the, I mean, by the end of that show, I, I, I can probably say that I feel like I, I probably personally destroyed probably six full stormtrooper costumes <laughs> like completely like like and when you see the the customers just that look on their face when you bring them back something is busted and you're like hey uh, i've got a huge problem here and they just go 
<laughs> you know, because it's kind of like you feel bad for him and all that. But no, I didn't. I didn't take anything from the show because I knew that you know we'd be getting called back for season two and for sure. you know season three and keep on coming back. So, you know, why jeopardize a good thing with just you know being trivial? <laughs> at the end of the show, the only thing I did take at the end of uh, season one and season two. Uh, John Favreau gives out little Mandalorian trading coins, like challenge coins that are for each season that have his little initial on them. And the first one had the mud horn on it and the Mandalorian on the other side. So there is, you know, it, they do give you little trinkets and yeah. stuff personally to take home that are probably more important than anything on the set. That, that was my next question. Um, so you've had the opportunity to interact with John Favreau, who is like the godfather of Star Wars now. You know, I, I don't get in his way much. Um, I know, you know, when he's on set, he's he's all business and getting his, you know, he, he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah, so he's always he's always somewhere. And to get his attention, it better be pretty, you know, something pretty important. Dave Filoni, on the other hand, is a little bit more of a, the personality guy that you can, you can just go up to and give him hugs and, <laughs> you know, joke around with and. You know, he seems like make it. some joke about make a make a hockey joke to him and have him get really angry. <laughs> you know, just you know stuff like that. Like he's just so much more of a still kind of you know two maybe three years into this. He even though he's all the way up to the top of you know Mandalorian godhood, <laughs> he is you know he's still just as kind of like the new guy on set. It's just smiling and laughing right. and having a That's good awesome. time, and he's just he's a blast. He I mean they're they're both so fun to work. Like John is royalty. He's like you know the guy can't touch anything that everything he touches goes comes to gold and he's just I know. you can't do anything but just sit there and stare at him <laughs> i mean the, the one time on set that i remember and i mean this this is getting a little bit off the question but the one time on set that i remember i just kind of inserted my own foot in my mouth and just had to shut up for a second i was standing there and i'm, I'm in full stormtrooper gear and i'm just you know we're on the volume i think you guys have heard about the volume at this point the big led screen room that they you know the whole sound stage and all that so we're sitting in there and i'm just outside of the volume and these two people behind me they're getting ready to roll cameras two people behind me are talking and i'm just sitting there in my mind like i can't believe these guys are just keep talking and talking they told everybody to be quiet i can't believe they're just talking and talking so eventually i kind of get to the point where i'm just like man i wish these guys would shut up and i turned around and it's steven spielberg and george lucas checking out the volume <laughs> and i was like uh, yeah i'm just gonna Oops. i'm gonna go this way and uh <laughs> no wonder why they're just yeah. it's a good but... thing you didn't say anything <laughs> no. i kind of wish you had just to, oh, to know what they like what would they say back yeah you know? would you guys just shut the oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, that was. I'm glad you talked about George because I'd seen set photos of him on the set, and I was wondering if you had the chance mm-hmm. to ever meet him or talk to him. Yeah, no, and I, I, I was there a lot, so I've, I, I got to run into everybody. But like I say, it's a, you know a lot of times when when I was there. I'm not stunt coordinating. I'm not doing anything. I'm just a stunt player, or you know, I'm just a stunt guy in costume waiting for my turn to be called. You know, the last thing I wanted to do is go up and be all starstruck by one of these guys and do whatever. So I just try to, you know, I admire from afar until, you know, my boss or whatever introduces me. I try to play everything really professional and just keep keep it a work environment where everybody's content and happy and try not to try to keep the starstruck down. (laughs) Yeah, smart. I feel like I could do that until it came to George Lucas and then (laughs) I I would have to talk to him. Yeah, I thought the same thing too. Till I turned around, about to tell him to shut up, and I realized. <laughs> <laughs> got annoyed with yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just like, I go, yeah. That's why you don't say anything. This this is making me think of uh, this question. So, 
season one had like five different directors and they're all really amazing and have done some great work. What was it like mm-hmm. working with each of those different directors? Was the vibe different kind of working with them? Did they bring something different to the set? Yeah. Um, it was very different working for each director. Um, you know, each, each person comes from a different background mm-hmm. as far as how they shoot and, you know, how, how they prefer to shoot and, and stuff like that. Um, but working with, yeah, five different directors, you have to become adaptable pretty quick and just be ready to, to you know, make changes on the fly, yeah. which became a regular thing on these shows. Um, make changes on the fly really quick thing. You know, you could go in there one day expecting to do one thing and 75% of it changes while you're there reblocking it for camera. So it's, it's different. And then there's other, other people like, I mean, working with like Taika was, was a lot of that was fun. One of my questions. You know I mean? I'm like, a huge Taika Waititi fan. So I, I wanted to know. What yeah. Like. And I, you know, and, I, and I'm a big Taika Waititi fan too, but when I met the guy, it wasn't like you were meeting some big time Hollywood director. It was like, you're just meeting this, this hipster in Portland, Oregon or something. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It was like, he yeah, was just yeah. the coolest guy. Like you just, there's, and you just would smile and, you know, get along and be fun. And like, there's scenes where we had to go in. It was after the, uh, after the female Mandalorian destroys all the stormtroopers mm-hmm. inside the, the armor hut and all that. So when we were all, we were all dead, they had wrapped out most of the stunt team because the action was gone. And now it was just us laying on the ground dead. And they ended up being like, we need one more person. Somebody Ryan's like, just jump back in there and just lay on the floor and, and be one more body that we need to fill the spot where you fell. And I was like, all right, great. So I go in there and I lay down and, and they're getting ready and they're like, all right, three, two, one action. And all that all over the loudspeaker in the middle of rolling and all this, all I hear is that. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and they're playing, he's playing Africa by Toto over the loudspeaker while they're rolling and getting the shots. And I'm just laying on the ground playing dead, like nodding my head, but trying not to nod my head. And I was like, this is just, it is so different, but you've never been on a movie where it's just been that, you know, low key and just kind of just, everybody was just having a blast. And then, you know, there was, you know, some other directors that, that, you know, have a whole different, you know, style to how they shoot and you go in there and it's not quite as fun. You got to be a little bit more serious. Um, you know, it's, it's more of a, a fast paced, you know, feel as opposed to just a, you know, running gun, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to nail because every director has their own personal style that they go with the scope of the directors i guess makes takes it away from being a job and makes it just to be like wow this is a great experience that that i get to be able to work for each and every one of these guys over a six-week period yeah that's wild. you know like robert rodriguez or you know john favreau coming in and directing an episode dave filoni directed an episode mm-hmm. deborah chow um you know there's just so many of them rick they're, they're they're all just they're great and they're a lot of fun to work with but everybody's different in their own way yeah you talked about the volume. Is that what it is? Yeah. We talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. Yep. We asked our listeners to send us questions, and that was one of the questions that they asked. What was it like to work on that immersive, interactive set? So we've we've done it now for two seasons. The first season, you, you walk, I walked in, and I was just, I was kind of in awe. Like I didn't didn't know what it exactly was it was just they told you what it is and you're like okay great they're going to project the background while we're there but they don't explain to you exactly how the whole situation works um so within the first season just being on there was just like i mean I, every day that i was on the volume i would just stand there in the middle of it and just look in 360 degrees and just be like in total awe and then they would bring in to do the camera test and they always have a, a 
uh, mocap fob on top of the camera, you know, with the multiple, looks like a little octopus with balls on it. And all the motion capture picture cameras that are all the way around the volume pick that up. So as the camera moves, the background projection moves with that as well. So you start getting vertigo at some points. Oh, you're yeah, just standing there and you're just like, Oh God, what's going on? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then near the near the end of season one, when they were doing a bunch of the X-wing stuff, I remember I came into work. We were doing working on a fight in the stage next to it, and I popped over to the volume just to see what was going on and grab some crafty here. So that's where the whole thing was set up. So I went in there, and they had moved in the floor plates. So they also not only do they have ceiling and walls, but they also have LED floor plates that they can slide in as wow. well. So they would build the cockpit of the X-Wing fighter or whatever fighter it is that they have there. And then they'll slide the flooring in underneath it. And then when you're sitting in there and they put up the space, it's projection 360 degrees all the way around you. And then they hit that thing into a warp drive. Oh. And I almost <laughs> fell over backwards. <laughs> it was amazing. just one of those where you're just like, everything just, you feel like you're in it. And then, yeah, they can move the stars. They can do, it, it's incredible the stuff that they can do. And then literally... They can change the environment like like that. Like they're like, all right, well we're on this moon, there's three moons in the sky, there's mountains in the background, and then next thing you know, boom, you're inside this warehouse or this huge cockpit area now and everything looks enclosed as opposed to out in an open world. And it's it's insane the the technology and everything that's behind it. And yeah. I mean, like I say, most of the time when I was on the volume, I just, I just stood there. I knew what it was, and I still just stood there with wide open eyes, just oh, yeah. like, man, yeah, this is mind. really cool. So this is a good transition to season two. I see you're wearing a season two sweatshirt right now. Um, oh, yeah, you caught that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, He's so cute. <laughs> so, He's got a little baby Yoda on it this year. Yeah. So good. I'm assuming that we will see you in season two. Have you been in the first two episodes at this point? I just just literally watched the second episode right before I came down to jump onto this one. So uh, everything in these two episodes so far, I've been behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I mean, it hasn't you know, like the second episode was pretty much all about Baby Yoda eating eggs. And, <laughs> I don't want to spoiler. I don't want to do whatever. Um, um, and then the first episode, yeah, I I did get my buddy that we're doing the. Um, the sand creatures, the guys with the eyes or whatever. Uh-huh. He got to wear that that mask and everything. That was a day that somehow I managed to avoid getting having to go do that one. Like we were doing wires or something in a different soundstage while they were out doing that. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, the room the rumor on that one was that those those helmets gave you like because you're looking down two pipes and yeah. you just get really bad vertigo and it's oh. like it's really easy to get an upset stomach in those in those costumes so i feel like i dodged a bullet on that day yeah, but probably um yeah yep haven't 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 uh made an appearance yet but there's plenty coming up so nice <laughs> great that's good to know. yeah but i did i did help one of my buddies got to be the the pig fighter guy i got my buddy in on that one his name is barry hanley he's a, a stunt guy out of texas that i got to be one of the the gamarian fighters oh nice <laughs> After watching the first two episodes, we've kind of agreed that the second season is so much more larger scale in terms of production compared to the first season. Um, so are there mm-hmm. any stunts that you're really excited about that you were part of coming up in the season? I mean, the ones that I guess I get most excited about, um, at the end of season two, when we were all just kind of like, 
you know, at the hotel bar having celebratory, we just finished up season two drinks. I remember sitting there with the VFX team and they were showing me on their iPhone some of their developments of stunts that I had done that, that made them really excited. Uh-huh. And those are the ones that just, I mean, if when you see someone get really excited, like, oh, bro, you got to see this. <laughs> and they're just like, they can't stop. They can't stop laughing at their own video that yeah. they're putting together. Yeah. And you're just like, that's really, really, really cool. So, um, I mean, there are, uh, like I said, we got to do a, a lot of stuff on this season. Um, I got to, again, play a lot of characters. Um, I can't say too much about anything because none of it's out yet. And I don't want to get anybody in yeah, trouble, sure. including myself. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's there's going to be some good stuff this season. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we could we could probably do another phone call at the end of it, and then we could talk oh, a little yeah. bit deeper about it if you feel yeah, like it. Yeah, we'd that. love you, to. Tell super us into that. which characters you were. So the reason that I found out about you, um, there's this Facebook group called Through the Mail, and essentially it's just a group of fans, and they send in pictures to get signed, and uh, your name popped up by someone who had gotten a picture signed. So that's how I figured out about your name. And that leads me to my next question. Star Wars is the biggest franchise in terms of autograph collectors. And uh, yeah. so what was it like, you know, to finish season one and then all of a sudden you're getting things in the mail to sign? I got a email or an Instagram message or something from somebody over in Norway. And then Germany came right after that. And it was just like all of a sudden, I don't know how... I mean, maybe they just went through the credits at the end and did as much of a social media search as they could to try to find people or whatever. But, um, yeah, I got a hold of this one guy and he was just like, hey, can I send you some stuff to, to sign? And I was just like, yeah. And he's like, do you charge? And I was like, what? why would I charge for something like that? And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it just it just started happening. You know, people started, I ended up on a Funko Pop site. So everybody's oh, been sending nice. me their Funkos to sign. Like, they send me their boxes and I'm signing Funkos. And it, it's pretty crazy. Like, and then, I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where people just send me emails now like, hey, send me an autograph. And I'm like, well, you've got to send me something first. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I'm not just going to go out of pocket for everything right, as much yeah, as I'd love to. So has it gotten out of hand or do you start to hate it now? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say it's out of hand and I don't hate it. Like I said, I still appreciate it. It's all, you know, it's, if it was something I had to do for, you know, two hours out of every day, then maybe I'd be. But, if, you know, if it's just like a couple letters a day or something, that's easy just to... Un- unwrap them, sign them, stick them back in an envelope, and mail them back out, and it makes people happy. So, um, yeah, I st- I've stayed in contact with a few of the people that you know have been real friendly or whatever through email, or just want to ask me more questions. You know, I'm, I'm I feel like at this moment I'm still the guy that replies. It hasn't got to the point where I'm tired of any of it yet. That's awesome. I try to be nice. That's really cool. I've heard nightmare stories of uh, Frank Oz and John Williams, who are the voice of Yoda and the composer of all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, their addresses used to be on this database. It got to the point where collectors were like taking advantage of their autographs and now they don't sign anymore. And so it makes me really sad because now I can't get a Frank Oz or John Williams. Uh, so I hope they I hope you never have to experience that. Yeah, well, I've got some of these some of these guys are, are pretty uh optimistic they are like i'll hit you back up in season three so you can get me dave filoni's autograph and i was like <laughs> okay you can yeah, try right. you, can, you can try <laughs> yeah right like i'm not i don't know if i'm gonna walk around set and try to get autographs for people on set yeah. Yeah, you're just carrying a tub of other people's stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a big ass yeah, just like hey <laughs> 
Can you guys take a second and sign this in the midst of all your... Yeah. Yeah. While you're trying to make a show. Go to George Lucas. (laughs) Steven Spielberg. (laughs) You got nothing better to do right now, right? (laughs) You're not a busy guy. Yeah. We were wondering, have you seen the sequel series, like episode seven, eight, and nine of Star Wars? Uh, the the later series, yes. Okay, what did you think yeah. of it? I mean, I've I've at least I've at least seen them. I wasn't necessarily like, I wasn't into it to win it. I just kind of like watched them and was like, ah, oh, this is this is what the hype's about, or this right. is why everybody's so upset about mm. this one, or you know <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. I was I was I was I was you know a fan of the original three. Yeah. And then you know when it started getting you know cartoony and just weird and goofy i just kind of like i don't know if i could say i lost interest i just at that point i think in my career i was starting to just get into stunts and it was like all right let me focus on um, actiony type stuff as opposed to you know the, the fantasy i mean it's all fantasy world i guess no matter how you look at it but yeah. you know you understand what I'm yeah, saying. yeah that makes sense do you have a favorite episode my favorite so far of all of them has always been return of the jedi oh, that's nice. been the one that's I mean, that's that's just right where it sets. And that's why when I think Filoni told me, he goes, yeah, the Mandalorian happens five years after Return of the Jedi. I was like, now I know what we're talking about. Now <laughs> nice. we can, you know. Yeah. I was like, so tell me more. I don't know as much as I think I know, but tell me more. Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah I've heard Dave Filoni but, is like the Star Wars, walking Star Wars dictionary. He, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Any question? Hey, what's this button about on this piece of armor? Oh, that's because it has to do this and this and this. And it's it's insane, but yeah, he's also one of the mo- my most fun people. Yeah, let's play Star Wars trivia with Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah. He would mop the floor yeah, with all I of us. You can get him win. to come on our podcast, right? So <laughs> I think he would probably win. I'm not sure what his schedule is. I'll ask him when we oh, get back. Great, cool. Great. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Sounds, sounds great. <laughs> right after I ask him for that right, autograph, exactly. I'll be like, hey, are you available for a podcast after yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that's the perfect transition point for our favorite part of the show. Quick trivia. Quick trivia. You got your quick trivia. Quick triv. Uh, Nick, I'll ask you this one. You'll be the first question. What color is the blade of the lightsaber Luke inherits from his father? That's green. Oof. Close. <laughs> no. I don't know. It's blue. It's blue, yeah. yeah. Dang it. I knew it was one of the two. I was like, whenever he, gets, whenever he gets his hand cut off, uh, that's when the blue he one. Loses he loses it, the yeah. blue one, and that's when he gets the green one. Alright, who wants to go next? I guess I can ask uh, ask you, Reagan. This is an episode one question. No, I'm not going to get it. What does the Trade Federation disrupt on Naboo just before it begins the invasion? I, I don't know. No guess? No. Communications. Uh, oh, okay. No All way. Right. I, wouldn't, All right. I wouldn't have gotten that one. All right, Aaron, I'll ask you this one. Okay. Which planet would a galactic navigator find at coordinates 000? <laughs> oh my god um i'm gonna guess that's coruscant wow <laughs> wow we got our own dave filoni over yeah, here apparently it's just supposed mm-hmm. to be the center of the galaxy right so. fuck you dude <laughs> <laughs> wow Impressive. i've got a good one for nick it's an episode six question all right i got two for whoever when you guys are ready. oh, Perfect. oh yeah. okay Perfect. Came he came prepared episode <laughs> six question all right all right what does princess leia use to kill jabba the hutt 
Isn't it the she chokes him with her with her chains on her? Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, the sexiest it. scene in Star Wars. Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I remember that one. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, as long as you stick with the first three, I feel like I know. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right. But clearly, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are your questions, Nick? And who are you asking? So I don't know. The I mean. The one I always feel like I have to ask, and I asked this to Filoni and everybody too. I was just like, "All right, dude, who shot first? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just kind of the one yeah, I feel like one. I always ask, just to get everybody's everybody's feel to see if they're with Greedo or Han. Yeah, I'm I'm Han. So, but I want I, I want to know Filoni's answer. I know. Yeah, what did he say? Yeah, he was a Han. He was a okay. Han. all right. Okay. Cool, cool. On the right side of history. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I would not argue yeah, with Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, um, I guess this one's just for all three. How many Ewok movies were there and what were their names? Ewok movies? Mm-hmm. Ewok movies? What do you mean Ewok movies? Ewok there movies? Were, there were Ewok, movies, how weren't there? Ewok, how many Ewok movies there were there Ewok and what were their Tell names? They were in the 80s, right? 80s or 90s? Yep. Are we including, oh, yeah. So are we including the uh, the holiday special one? Uh, what's it? What, what's it called? I have two names. Oh man! Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> is it is it not just called Star Wars like Christmas special? <laughs> no, that was on South Park. Um, <laughs> Dude, I've got no clue. No, this is so we've got the uh, the the caravan of courage and the battle for Endor. No man. way, dude! Should I have not seen wow. not seen or heard of those. Wow, we are bad Star Wars podcast hosts. <laughs> we don't even know <laughs> the universe. Hey, luckily, hey, my, so my roommate's a huge Star Wars nerd too, and I was like, dude, I need some questions. He's like, all right, ask him this. Yeah, <laughs> nobody ever seems to know it. It's kind of great. Wow, it's like I feel good. Hey, good awesome. job. Good you, job. You, you win. You, you win. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's based. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you: Which molten alloy is flash frozen to make gas containers in Cloud City? It's kind of weird wording. Molten alloy is flash. Just frozen. think of what Han Solo was frozen in. The carbonite. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I was going with it too. I was like, "That's the same, the same thing that Han was." Yeah. yeah, I've I've got one. This is from Episode Five. Who is known as Echo Seven while on Hoth Patrol? Oh, it sounds familiar, but I can't pass. I don't. I can't remember it all. <laughs> I I missed this one earlier. So. I I don't think I would have gotten. Yeah, it. it's it's Han Han Solo. Is it Echo Seven? I mean, it sounds like. Back when they're all up in the sky doing that whole thing. Yeah, the yeah it's the, it's just like yeah. over the radio. Yeah. Oh, here's one from episode six. On which world are Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia when he reveals to her that they're siblings? That wouldn't have been on Endor, would it? You had it right. It, it was Endor. It is yeah. Endor. Was it yeah, Endor? Yeah. Damn it! I, I should have just yeah, went with, with it. Your gut. Like, oh, we'll give it to you. You said it. In the trees. Yeah, I you second, said it. I second guessed myself. All right. What is the dominant native species on Endor? Ewok. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our show. We seriously can't thank you enough. Um, you're actually our first Star Wars like yeah. celebrity. Yeah, our first Star Wars celebrity on the show. Yeah, it's been really awesome hearing oh, your wow. stories. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate sharing them with you guys, or at least what I can. I yeah. mean, hit me up at the end of the season. I might be able to share some more. 
Hell yeah, yeah. definitely. We definitely, definitely want to hear that. No, you guys got a good thing. You guys got a good thing going there. So appreciate you guys hitting me up and just having the chance to chit chat and have some fun and throw some stuff back and forth. Now I know I got to sit down and watch all the rest of these movies <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the do. next conversation we have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> next trivia, you'll know everything. Yeah. Well, that's about all we've got for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us. You can find us anywhere on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at I Hate Sand Podcast. Please give us a follow so that you know when new episodes come out. And if you want to support us on Anchor, that would be great because we have some dreams and hopes to get some real Star Wars casts and characters on this show. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time.